Hello and welcome to Sadna and Box podcast. My name is Zita Harkaran and today I would love to introduce you to Satkirin Karkalsa. Satkirin is a sacred chant musician who recorded over 17 albums filled with chants from Kundalini and Sikh tradition. She has been practicing Kundalini yoga and meditation for over 50 years and is a wealth of knowledge on Nad and meditative states of consciousness. Today we talk about the idea of challenge as a gift, her favorite kriya and mantra, and in general, how the power of the sound current helps us overcome even what seems impossible. Enjoy. Satnam, hello. Today I'm here with Satkirin Karkalsa. Uh, she's a dear friend of mine and a long time uh, co-worker and co-creator <laughs> in this world of kundalini yoga and nad and um, spreading the sound current to the world so she's internationally known uh, chanting artist and musician who continues to travel and play for people all over the world including china and asia and south america she's a wife mother and a grandmother and uh, currently she's running a chanting club called chant and chat where you can come chant together with her have a tea and talk about your experience it's just very nice and cozy uh, group of people that meet once a month and uh, she's also leading transformative training programs in nad academy teaching meditative chanting she has been practicing and practicing yoga and chanting for over 50 years. Um, started ashrams throughout the US, including San Diego, LA, New York, New Mexico. And she's also raising nine alpacas right now. So that should sum up uh, your story. <laughs> but we will also find out more. Thanks for being here. And I'm looking forward to our discussion today about you know your practice about books about what even holds you on the path for so long right what is that thank uh, you so much Lita Herkaden <laughs> it's always a pleasure working with you you are so dynamic and so capable god bless you <laughs> yes thank you thank you so how did you um how did you start it to practice how did you came to this path in your life um i think by just a sheer blessing you know all of us come into this world and we go through whatever the normal pathway is for a young person, whether it's high school, college, not college. But for me, it was uh, going to college at the age of 16 and just kind of zipping right through and wondering, isn't there more? <laughs> isn't there more than academics and careers and like something deeply, something deeply, there was a longing. It was a longing for some kind of spiritual identification and that had to come through 
because those were the very formative years where it was called the, the time of turn on, tune in, drop out. Mm. And, you know, so dropping out for me was defined as this spiritual longing that really was fulfilled um, when I was in graduate school and studying psychology, it was like, wasn't as advanced as today or as backward as it still is today, but it did come down to um, that every human being has a spiritual consciousness and the fulfillment of being a human can only come or maybe, you know, will come by identifying that we have a soul and that soul needs expression, needs an avenue to exist because it's already there. And it's a part of our, our experience in Western life that we don't really deal with or we didn't, you know, it's all about what's going on outside of ourselves. And you and I know perhaps that that's not a very fulfilling existence if you're always focused outside of yourself. So for me, it was having the good fortune, the blessing, the good luck of um, after, after graduate school, just going back home to Philadelphia thinking, what is there? I've traveled to Israel, I've traveled to Turkey, I've worked on all these Peace Corps-like projects and I haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm until I work, walked into this Kundalini yoga class uh, right near my mom's house. And <laughs> was like, woo, this is special. Um, then you fast forward because when, I guess what I've seen over my career of 53 years uh, on this pathway is that um, you can be given a gift in your life, but what do you do with it? You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've seen, you know, I've seen people come and go and talented people, excellent people, amazing people, but whatever it was, I would say that the gift that I was given was a very strong spiritual guide and a teacher. And then also being given the gift of being able to have the confidence that evolved over time of being guided into the sound current mm -hmm. and the meditation on this sound current that we um, use in Kundalini Yoga is a real bridge to fulfilling spir spiritual awareness and um, fulfilling a longing within my life. So I think the glue for me probably was somewhere along the line where <clears throat> I'm leading meditations in yoga class, singing, leading meditations in a gurdwara, which is a spiritually identified Sikh pathway, but still based on a sound current that is transformative and that does give you that, that moment of realization of the existence of an individual soul and an um, infinite soul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea of um, <clears throat> that you found, you, you know, you actually found Kundalini class right by your mom's house. Yeah. 
and it's uh, it's really that's how these true gifts I feel like many times are hidden in plain sight you know they don't pretend to be anything special but they come and uh change your life forever you know and and show you that that's how simple it is that that's how it can be everywhere um and that's why i also teach it's like you know maybe uh someone's going to pick up on this frequency currency <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's a currency yes, or virtual currency yeah. yeah yeah and start and maybe it will start growing um but yeah and i liked how you said you know that you had a strong base in a strong teacher and then it led you uh to the sound right like that's that was your first kind of uh connection to start playing and developing how do you see the sound um, the importance of the sound in the practice um <clears throat> i think well quite simply <clears throat> kundalini yoga is really based it seems to be based within the physical body like when we think of yoga we think of exercise right um and what kundalini the whole setup of the way that we were taught kundalini yoga was that you have this physical portion then you have the deep relax and then you go into meditation after the deep relax so you're having this automatic um lifting and um gosh there's just so many things going through my mind right now about the fulfillment of this and I would say that um, that whatever's basic to you, what was basic to me is that I always loved to sing. My mother and I used to walk around singing all the time, and this was very natural. But to be a performer, to be a leader, to be a teacher, this was not natural. Mm -hmm. And the you know the teacher of Siri Singh Saab, who's also known as Yogi Bhajan beyond any, you know, um, beyond any doubt, um, we were given, <clears throat> we were given an opportunity to actualize ourselves through the sound current, because the basis of the Kundalini Yoga experience is raising the energy. And if you're just focusing on this chakra, that chakra, it's like, well, where are we going? What are we going to do with it? It is to merge with the soul consciousness. Mm -hmm. And there's just, you know, a couple of very, very basic, basic things. But what he did from the very beginning was, I'm not here to, um, I'm not here to collect followers. You are teachers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'd be expected to sit down on the teacher's bench and start teaching a Kundalini Yoga class. And that was just that was just the system. Teacher training came along later, yeah. <laughs> not too much later, but teacher training did come along, and it became a very complex, vast system. But with that teacher training, it's I think because the voice is such a personal experience, 
like you and I, I never thought of myself as a recording artist, as a, as a performer. If anything, I thought I was a dancer, but <laughs> not a singer. And um, but being put in that position where you are are a teacher, and it's not you or me teaching. It's like we're channeling through that consciousness of the space that we open up by sitting there and bringing the kundalini yoga set into the space that it automatically happens that we're going to end up chanting somewhere along the line mm -hmm. and for some people that is welcome and for some people it's like not a not a fun place it's a scary place to be and i would say it was somewhat that way for me but i kept getting pushed into that space and i realized I didn't really become a performer until I moved to New York in 1992. I mean, it seems like there's a system of readiness, a system of receptivity, and that if you stay the course, like if you give up, like, ah, it's painful. Oh, I don't like all this confrontation, my ego, you know, it's like there really has to be some gift of consciousness within each one of us that allows us to say, this is okay. I want to be challenged. I need the challenge because that pressure of even just doing stretch pose for three minutes, that's a pressure. You got to make yourself go through it. And then that's, you know, kind of a very small little thing, but, but that's the way life is. If you give up after five years, 10 years, um, and you don't get to the point of really synthesizing those incredible gifts that you're entitled to in this incarnation. It's like we're really entitled because we have a human consciousness and a human birth. And it's like, see what it is that you can do. It's not like you have to decide, like, <clears throat> I'm going to college and I'm going to be a lawyer or I'm going to do liberal arts. It's like you just keep surrendering you keep doing the practice, you keep doing the meditation, and it unfolds. And you it, can't even pinpoint it because I would never say that I'd go live in New York, mm -hmm. that I, you know, that I would be married more than once. I mean, all the <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. you know, just unexpected and part of, this, of an, of an evolution that you are given as a gift when you face the challenge and surrender to go through the difficult yeah. yeah that really reminds me of um uh, Tao Te Ching which we are just reading which is all about like you have no idea even if you know everything that is to know that's only just the beginning of what is there to know <laughs> so you can never really predict your life or where you're going to be or control it in any way because it's in someone else's control. Um, but I wanted to get back to the, the idea of, um, and, I, and, I, and I noticed that a lot, even in myself, being part of Kundalini Yoga community, is that you do get a chance to self-realize. And so many musicians who never thought they could be musicians they thought oh it's so hard it's hard to break through because that's how it is perceived right 
all of a sudden are given a stage, given a instrument and audience, and here you go and play. And, and we are all connected through this sound current and this desire to kind of share it and share the higher consciousness with one another. And that becomes like the, the thing that moves you through, I guess, how you said that, you know, it was this wanting to share of this meditative space was the reason that you yeah um... I, well it, it's you know and if you look at these famous performers like i guess what's that lady dolly parton mm. she is so talented and i you know i'm not putting her on a pedestal but lately i've been seeing how much good work she does mm. she must be you know wealthy beyond dreams and usually when i think of a <clears throat> of an icon a popular singer they're going to burn themselves out and they're going to burn up you know but when you go into the space of um, devotional singing you have to understand that it's not you it's not me we're surrendering to a guided sound which takes us to an experience that transcends my limitations your limitations so if i were to think oh it's me up there leading i probably would never <laughs> go anywhere or do anything but it's allowing this uh, mm. understanding and the sharing of of the um <clears throat> of that uh, power that transformative power of the particular sound current that we're using in kundalini yoga i can only vouch for that i'm not going to say any other chanting is going to work for you i'm just sharing what's working for myself so you know that's it's a process and then there's so much joy involved you know group singing and when you get past that itchy place of like oh they're off tune and somebody over there is um shouting too loud you just get to a nice place takes a little time but <laughs> yeah no it's a tr it's true magic and also practice and practice of yeah. surrender yeah practice is a big one because if you don't practice you don't feel good about what you're doing mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so so yeah it's it's and I think that's a very good advice for anyone, not just uh, for musicians, but, you know, uh, it's not really all about you and it's not about <laughs> about your ego, like you are doing the work. You are moved by maybe something bigger, by some energy that wants to be expressed. And in that way, everything becomes easier, less stressful. And... Well, yeah, the teacher is is the conduit so you have to kind you have to really sublimate through something to allow that transformation just to move into the space and you know all that's all i am is um you know just kind of the the pattern of the pathway and others can join in and, and join that pathway and be part of this, what turns into a fabulous group energy, um, uh, experiential. So like, 
you know, if I if I did some good vocal practice and worked hard, then I can feel good about my delivery and, and others will enjoy it too. So Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um wonderful. By the way, you have recorded many CDs that uh, and some of my favorite music is for me to play is yours because it's so rhythmic and I think you really stick with the um, meaning of the the rhythm complements the mantra that's what I want to say and it's just beautiful. Um, so what how do you see your role? as a musician in 2023, imagine this date <laughs> and beyond, right? Like what, um, do you have any plans or how do you plan to continue? That is a good question because I've been so focused on training, training, like training, training teachers all over the world. Um, well, we have this beautiful family from Chile, 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 came to visit, they're here in Española now. And um, the husband said, so Sykeren, Karen, what's your new album gonna be like? Or you have a new album coming up? And it's just like, oh, I thought I was done. <laughs> and I thought, okay, yeah, he's absolutely right. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah? So, yeah, I do not have an album in the classic sense of an album. But, you know, one of the things that you were asking me, Zita Harkadin, was what is your favorite Kriya or your favorite yoga set? And um, so I have a couple of favorites, of course. And I thought, you know what? I really need to put into, you know, to make an album of the recitation of my favorite one, you can call it bowing job sob, I call it Sayapurnam Kriya, and I do have this whole training. Um, it's a it's a training available at Not Academy. It's a seven part video with all kinds of supplementary materials, but it is um, it is using the sound current of the job sob job. Uh, that was sung by this ragi. His name is Professor Satnam Singh. And um, I found out that we cannot use that music. It's like I can share it with people, but it's not really available professionally. So I thought, okay, I'm going to record that one. I'm going to make my own version of it, but I'm going to stick to what works. Mm -hmm. His rhythm his cadence, his simple mantra. And so, the, okay, you're really putting me on the spot now. Why? I'm why, not. Because now I feel like, okay, yes, we have to do this. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. And it's so the way I'm envisioning it is it's going to have women's voices. It's not going to be a man's voice. Nothing against men. Just It's just it'll be it'll be a female version um and we're gonna have one of the most famous tabla players in india morley who's gonna do the drums the tabla <laughs> so so okay. it's gonna be really amazing because i'm gonna start in new mexico i'm gonna farm it out to chad and save in chile and to morley in um 
in India and Amritsar, and we'll use all this fantastic technology to make our own version. Wow. Which, yeah, of that okay. particular. Um, Will there be something else besides uh, job site? <laughs> Okay, maybe no, no, we're not going to ask, but I do want to, maybe there will be, but I want to talk about um, Sahib Parnam Kriya. Okay. I think, uh, I, you know, my, I had a question of what is your favorite practice. I don't know if that is your favorite practice, but that's how I got to know this Kriya, through you. And if no one knows it, maybe I'll put it in a show notes or somewhere underneath the description. This is one of the most challenging Kriyas. <laughs> it's done for half an hour with Jab Sahib, and you're basically doing a push-up in triangle pose for 15 minutes, and then you stand in the tree pose. So when Sadkirin said, this is what I want to do, I was like, what? And you know, I would be scared to do this, when, even when I was in my strongest shape or form. So uh, I said, you know, Satkirin can do this, and she's been practicing for 50 years, then I can do this too, you know. And it also showed that, that to me, that you can do this Kriya, and that you are not even afraid to teach it or to tell us others. <laughs> yeah, get up there and just do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Just do it. Not be like, oh, what's going to happen with my wrists and with my elbows and, you know. Yeah. This is uh, like, this is a true like example for me of the resilience that Kundalini Yoga brings. So, um, uh, do you want to talk about it? Why do you like it so much? Well, um, just to say, just to stay in the same vein that we're in, it is the sound current. It is this particular sound current. It's not any sound current. It's not a Hindu prayer. It's coming from <clears throat> from the mastery of the Sikh Guru Guru Gobind Singh, and giving us a frequency, a rhythm and a breath that gives us a strength that we don't ordinarily have so you know at my age it's like can i still do it yeah why not because i'm strong or anything in particular but because the power of this sound current is so powerful and when i get into the posture i can do it and it's not, I mean, when you say push-ups, it's not classic push-ups at all. There is a whole technology of this particular triangle pose, which, and um, I think that's the beauty. It's just right there that you have a yoga set and you have a rhythmic recitation of this particular sound current called Gurumukhi that actually initiates each one of us into our own mastery a guru mm -hmm. is a guide is a master and then we have those moments where we can go into that state of personal mastery and um, not everybody wants it but that's okay some of us can do it and some of us can teach it and share it and that's enough yeah and i want to share uh, an experience that when we 
when we met and uh, we recorded that Sahib Parnam Kriya. And um, there were two uh, ladies that helped us who who did the actual Kriya. The and, uh, yeah, one of them said at the end, wow, when I walked in that picture on a wall, I couldn't even tell what that picture was. There was like a blurriness. And after that, she was like, oh, I can clearly see what's on this picture, as if her mind became clear, you know? as if like all the fog fog disappeared and she was herself in the present moment and that's i then i practiced the the kriya for 40 days and i felt it just gives me so much strength and also calmness and focus do you have any experience self-mastery you said yeah absolutely i think well you asked me in the very beginning um what is it that I like to read? Why do I like to read what I like to read? And I think it's very, very apparent that um, it's just like, oh, I'm always reading books about challenge, challenge in life, true life stories, you know, fictional life stories, but it's almost as though the gift of challenge, the challenge is a gift that anytime you have something difficult to do, and you go through that difficulty and accept that challenge, then you do achieve a certain level of mastery and confidence as a result of that. Um, you know, you can give up along the way, but the side Pranam Kriya for me, it's like, I've had great challenges in my life and why are they challenges? Who knows? You know, everybody has challenge in their life and not everybody's gifted with loving perfect parents and you know plenty of financial aid and you know whatever it's like all of us have some area of our life which is really challenging and the beauty of it is is that if you know you're not alone you're not alone and and um Got to plug in the power, right? <laughs> so that's what it is. It's you're doing this yoga set, and you're plugging into the power of the sound current. This particular sound current that we're using in Kundalini yoga is a nod. It is a balance. It is a, a spiritual balance that that resonates in the cellular structure of the human body, probably even of the alpacas, but. But we have the consciousness to be able to choose what to do with it. <clears throat> so that's my pep talk. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, do you have any other favorite Kriya or mantra that um, you would like to mention? Um, okay, so Sayapurnam Kriya. I would say, okay. Right now I'm doing um, Kirtan Kriya and I'm doing it with specific intention to refine my memory and mm -hmm. the dying brain cells. But it's like there's so many things to choose from and I will pick and choose from time to time depending on what it is in my life that I need to deal with and what Kriya is really going to help me with that challenge. 
So it's pretty organic. Mm -hmm. you know? It's like going on a diet. Like, am I going to cut dairy out of my diet? Yeah, I'm going to cut dairy out. And I'm going to do what? Oat milk or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Sudarshan, you know, so I do a lot of things all... There's a few things I do all the time, and then there's things that I'll do periodically just because they serve the need of the time, whether it's health related or emotional related, family related, you know, there's a whole. Yeah, yeah that's why Kundalini yoga is so great. And uh, you, there are just so many practices to choose from, and they have their association like this is for uh health this is for the brain this is for the money this is for heart uh, <laughs> and uh and you know what and at the end of the day i feel like uh it and, and many people said it of course um it's not even about the results it's about that state that you create within yourself that is the healing space but many people also have those questions. It's like, how do I pick a practice? And this is why I actually started this podcast because um, there was someone who asked me about, like, can we have people's experiences with these different Kriya so that we can know what to choose, you know, and how to choose it? Do you, uh, what do you think about this? Like, how do you choose the correct thing to practice i think there's no right or wrong i think whatever it is that you choose will be fine <clears throat> and especially if you accept the fact that there's something in your environment that's going to speak to you something's going to come to you um and say oh, i don't know um my husband's running the Kalsa family farm it's a nonprofit. It's very hard to make money from farming and selling vegetables. So he's t he has everybody doing the HUD, HUD, HUD meditation. And, you know, you can hear somebody's doing something, but it's, I think it's a very natural process that something will speak to you or you'll hear something and it'll just flow into you and you'll, you'll decide, you'll choose. and. There's no right or wrong. It's all experiential. So if you choose to do anything, just do it. Mm -hmm. Do it for 40 days and have the experience and know how that how that helped your life or served you. Mm -hmm. And keep your yeah. eyes and ears open because mm -hmm. also sharing your experience with people is is another trajectory that you have. You know, like what Zita Harkaden and I, I mean, we talk a lot and it's really interesting how, you know, the overlap happens and maybe everybody's doing the same meditation at the same time, not even knowing yeah. what I was doing, but there's yeah. definitely a consciousness. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Um, I feel like when we, when we meditate, we really tune into some same frequency and we are connected. And we are not even, we might think alike, but we don't even know about it because we live in a different state and different yeah. cities. But then we meet and it's like, yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Yes, you brought up the books because I did wanted to ask you about books. And you said that, yeah, you like to read books about challenge. Is that, is that, do you, do you feel that way? That, that that's something that is coming a lot in your life? Well, yeah, you, you asked me that question. It's like you said, you know, well, what kind of books do you like to read? And I could say, oh, well, you know, it's always changing. What's the most popular book? Basically, it seems that that's what I end up reading. It's like if there's not a challenge there, I lose interest. I don't mm -hmm. know. And there's nothing wrong with it, whatever it is that motivates No, it's called a plot, I think. It's called a plot. That's cute. Um, but I did stack up some books on my desk um, in case we really want to get into titles. But yeah, I think that probably is a gift of what's been given to me in my life that challenges come and I do well. I know Yogi, Yogi Bhajan once said to me the first time I met him, which is way back in 1970, um, I was sitting in the living room in, in LA and um, I came in, we came in from, drove in from San Diego to meet the Yogi and he said, when's your birthday? And I said, December 25th. And he said, oh, he said, yes. He said, my my wife is also a Capricorn. And you know what? You have something in common. And I said, what was that? I really didn't say anything because I was just like too frozen. But he said that both of you really excel when there's a challenge in your life, you will rise uh. to accomplish and overcome that challenge and that's a tremendous gift so that's that's the pattern i've been getting over and over again is all these challenges and the opportunity to master the challenge and keep going mm -hmm. yeah yeah there was a great meme about capricorn and they show this mountain goat have you seen it like yeah. holding on to the cliff <laughs> I was like, yes, I have Capricorn rising. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you yeah. Have that too. <laughs> I yes, yes. I I have a. I feel it too. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's why, if if life is too easy, it gets a little boring. But you know, throw in a little challenge here and there, and it's just like, okay, I'll do that. I'll get it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's that's why you know in your life it's. Whatever it is that's difficult, just consider that a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just keep on climbing the mountains and see how you do. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to be on a path to be a musician, to practice. Um, so any books you would like to mention? Like, what are the challenges in yours? I, you know, if we're on the topic of well, there's this wonderful author. His name is Ronton Mystery. And let's see, that's. Mystery. Mystery. He's written three books that I know of, and I've read them all. This happens to be Oprah Winfrey's book club recommendation, A Fine Balance. It's, it's not a beautiful story, but it is a story about human human interaction and i don't know and it is it's it's 
it is a historical fiction. It is in India and it is about uh, people who are, who just have to deal with life wherever they're at. Mm -hmm. But it's a very, I don't know, when I finished the book, I was like, oh God, why would I ever give Because my sister-in-law, who's not a yogi or a meditator, said, oh, I give this book to my kids and I send them to, uh, she sends them to Kathmandu, to Nepal, after they finish college, so they get an understanding of life. <laughs> so anyway, I, I tried to give it to my granddaughter and she says, no, thanks, mom. I'm oh. edgy on my way to India. So. <laughs> So I read the book and it was just like, oh, I'm glad I didn't give it to her because it was yeah. pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's written three books. The one of them is um, is about the whole uh, how India came to be because it used mm. to it used to be a, a colony of of England and that was a big historical piece. Anyway, so. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. So is this one about how India came to be? When does it take place? This is, well, no, this one is not about partition and how the, how the British decided to move out of India. That was a, another one that was um, that was called Freedom at Midnight. Hmm. Freedom at Midnight. That's a very, very historical and it gives you a lot of insight into the craziness that you have in India. Mm -hmm. Craziness meaning the three religious, the pr prominent religions and all the clashes that happen. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like a book that um, uh, shows how resilient people are. They have to go through many challenges. Yeah, well, that. Yeah, I mean, the challenges in this particular book is like, well, I like a Hollywood ending. I really do. I want people to live happily ever yeah. after. And you didn't have it? No, I didn't. And that's why it's just like, oh, mm. my God. But mm. that that demonstrates like, you know what? If we have something we have to do, you have to admire people who just who just move up. And that's inspiring. Mm -hmm. So yeah okay. anything else you have on that yes 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 the next book okay <laughs> it's called rajani oh okay he he started a call security he was a um he was way back when when we first started putting on turbans and express and visibly looking like Sikhs uh, and people wouldn't hire us, then they started, a, he started a security company and it became the largest security company in the world. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, he's an so author. He wrote, he wrote this book, but oh. the book is about the experience of a young woman. And the reason for reading this book would be just to get a whiff of a really deeply spiritual consciousness mm -hmm. it's all about this woman who um who transcend she just had a very deeply exp uh, spiritual experience in her life and she went to the golden temple and she um just 
it's all about merging with the infinite and being a spiritual woman which is something that we don't really get to experience you know that level of um that level of devotion and merging like merging like the water and the nectar tank and um but Rajini originally was uh, a woman in the court of Guru Ramdas, who um, ended up being forced by her father to marry a leper because he was he was angry with her because she loved God and her father was at odds with that. So anyway, it's a deeply spiritual. This reading this book is like meditating. Mm -hmm. just immersing yourself yeah. into a level of devotion oh, wow okay really um, experience and so is it a is it a fiction or is it just like a I biography no i think it's um i think it's definitely fiction mm -hmm. and it's fiction taken from um okay. inspired by maybe okay inspired by the history of the sikhs of all these different wonderful authors that um describes saintly human beings but here we have a saintly woman mm -hmm. okay so saintly woman oh that's a nice one yeah yeah, yeah. that's and, something that's a little bit missing in our yeah it's you know it's it's very far removed from any materialistic experiences and um yeah Okay, you have anything else there? <laughs> you were like looking, just keep on showing us. <laughs> You'll have to dig on Amazon or somewhere. This is called The Music of Life. Ooh, okay. And this book Hasrat is written by Inayat Khan. Yeah, this is a Muslim master. He said, music should be healing. Music should uplift the soul. Music should inspire. There is no way of getting, there's no better way of getting closer to God, of rising to the spirit, of attaining spiritual perfection than music. Mm. And then, if it's only rightly understood. So, mm. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. This is not a book, I, I, it's not a book where you just read from the beginning to the end, not for me anyway. I just open it up and read. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I'll look for a chapter to give me some inspiration, like uh, the law of rhythm, mm -hmm. uh, sound and light, two aspects of movement united by harmony. Mm. Okay, so it's practical as well as spiritual. So he talks about rhythm and tone and how to make tone and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, power it's it's funny because I started. I am not like very talented musically or even that. with singing, but I started to understand that when I practice with music and I um, chant more than normally. Uh, my life flows better that I, you know, like I start to understand the rhythm of life because if even life has a rhythm and we can be off that rhythm of life too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, or even like not 
that send the wrong message, right? Wrong intonation of the voice can completely send the wrong message to someone else who is very sensitive to that, right? Um, so that's why I started practicing, and that's why sometimes I do the Aquarian uh, sadhana so that I have that because it's so musical so any what, what do you think about that i think you're spot on totally because everything in the universe has to have a complementary rhythm otherwise things are going to fall apart and falling apart to me if if you think about well what is what is cancer of the body cancer of the body is when the cells of the body maybe in one part of your body um, aren't resonating and rhythmically in harmony with the rest of the cells they're doing their own thing mm -hmm. and you know that's mm -hmm. not that's not healthy because they're they're mm -hmm. fighting with the rest of the body um so yeah that rhythm is is pretty basic and it's interesting that you've had that experience and you can pinpoint it because it makes such a tremendous difference. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, absolutely. Very intelligent. And and some people are just so talented in that way. You know, they really can <laughs> they, they can pick up the tone of the conversation and just jive. I'm sure they have other challenges because everybody has some. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's... Well, the thing about talent is that it's a very subjective topic. You know, you can really blow yourself out of the water and say, I don't have any talent. It's just like, don't go there. Yeah, no. No, because, you you know, like I remember in the very, very beginning in 1970s, there was this person who had this fantastic voice, you know, Sinkar. All these people had maybe great writing skills and this and that, but they came they did a little something and then they, they moved on and they didn't go anywhere with that talent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're the youngest child, were you the youngest child in your family when you were growing up? Yeah. You had older brothers and sisters? I have older brother one. Okay. So one of the benefits of being a youngest, that's what I had was two older brothers was you watch and see, you know, how they deal with the world. And you think, oh, I'm not going to do that. You learn from them, these little, you know, whatever their idiosyncrasies was. But um, what I'm coming to is that you don't even know what your talent is because you have to actually decide how you deal with what you have and what you've been given and then taking ownership of something that you you feel good about doing um leading a group singing to me it, it's i get tremendous energy from it i get tremendous fulfillment from excuse me teaching a class of you know sitting together and discussing a shabbat and meditating together it's so energizing mm -hmm. and you know if you stop to think well i don't have any talent and i can't sing it's like forget it yeah. <laughs> and you don't go anywhere with it but that one moment right but if you keep doing it that's what being a teacher means it's sharing 
some good something that you have yeah and then it grows it just grows so you know the most unlikely <laughs> i always thought it was kind of unlikely as a performer because i always wanted to study music but i never had the confidence so i studied psychology <laughs> and um but then yeah, he said you wanted to be dancer and yeah but then music caught up with me so it's mm. like yeah so that's that's you know it's like get onto the it, it is an opportunity for people to meditate and just to explore who they are and you don't even have to system you don't have to think about it you just allow it keep allowing the meditation to carry you keep sharing it mm -hmm. keep keep a journal yeah. and uh you know, don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like what you said at the beginning, it's like just remove the ego from there. Because <laughs> thinking about talent is ego and we are all talented, definitely. There are some talents that are highly um, praised, but there are talents that no one even named before. And you have it and I have it and, and it's just our job of you know letting it go and letting the god work through i guess yeah it's yeah it's like you're hiking on a pathway and you know you you don't know exactly what maybe you're taking a hike from the ski basin down into the valley and you know, or maybe you're in the Grand Canyon, you don't know what you're going to come up with, but you just, just find wonderful things along the way and difficult things along the way. And it's, yeah, uh, really yeah. Nice. since we are on this topic of um, keeping up, right? Um, so past couple of years have been pretty hard, um, whether it's globally or in our community and many people for many different reasons are um, losing their hope and losing um, their, uh, you know, their, their hearts almost. Um, and spirituality and connection with spirituality. Do you have any advice or how do you see, you know, us getting through this uh, hump? Okay, that's a really good question, and it's a hard question. Um, being a mother, being a grandmother, I'm watching the stages of life that these people go through, and I would say definitively that that you have an opportunity in this life just to keep going and not to allow, I don't know, I had something else in mind, but it's kind of gone whoop. Mm -hmm. um, that if you have a practice that makes you feel strong and, and fuels you is to keep doing it. And um, regardless of what people around you are doing, there are not very many people in your life who are really going to be the kind of individuals that will support any one of us. 
and to not be afraid of the fact that somebody who's around you is very negative or very um, condescending, very critical. If that, if that behave, if those behaviors don't serve you in your consciousness, then look another way mm-hmm. and keep asking for the guidance of um, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that you know that internal spirit, which is could be reading a book, it could be watching a Netflix movie. There's quite a few of them coming up now that are inspirational and finding those things in your life that will carry you through the storm because there is a storm going on and uh if you if you just want to let public opinion throw you out the window which pretty much is i'm seeing the new york times is like why am i reading the new york times one day it's featuring all these really bizarre people. And then next week it's like, oh, there's something inspirational here. Well, that's kind of like the slice of life. Mm-hmm. It's like challenges are everywhere. No one's immune to it. Mm-hmm. And if you keep keep your path and your focus, keep your focus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, it totally makes sense. I, it's very hard to describe and very hard to um, pinpoint, but everybody has this um, consciousness within them, right? And just to connect with it and to know that not only you have it, but so many other people. Well, when you say that, Harkonnen, I really feel like it's important to be able to understand that people who are who are um, that you have to choose who you're going to be with, and whether those people are doing practices that are going to sustain them. I was watching this interview last night of the Dalai Lama with uh, Archbishop Reverend Tutu, and the Dalai Lama was entering into the Eucharist with Reverend Tutu and you know the Dalai Lama says well I don't we I don't drink alcohol that's not part of my my um my life my training and so he so they're doing the father the son and the holy ghost so I'm thinking okay so he got the he got the wafer in the mouth and then when it comes to the blood of Christ he has this glass of Reverend Tutu's handing him a glass of wine I'm waiting what's he gonna do is he gonna no so (laughs) the Dalai Lama just dipped his finger in the wine and went like that okay (laughs) it was like awesome fantastic (laughs) (laughs) even the highest of the high I mean both these people are like on the pinnacle of their spiritual and political life our lives and um they're still holding the basis of their lifestyle so you know if you're sitting with a crowd of people who are all drinking mixed drinks and having mai tais and whatever and it's not your sustaining personal practice you don't have to do it you can just go out the door <laughs> I'm, I'm being a little silly here but yeah i mean maybe these aren't your people yeah 
exactly and the best thing today is that there are just so many wonderful communities uh fitting exactly to what you would like maybe there is just a little bit of a um like a exert you have to just do a little bit of work to find them but there are and they're they probably like exactly what you like if if you just um try to find them so <laughs> yeah I, and you I, would I, be surprised you'll get there and it's like wow yeah we've really been here surprised. all along yeah. I'm really surprised who walks in the door in our ashram here in Espanola, this little town. But there's this one lady, it's like, she's Persian. She's probably in her 40s. And she's coming to Gurdwara. She's like, um, one of our younger people says, Oh, Zakirin, your biggest fan is here. And so in Sunday Gurdwara, it's like she sits and listens and loves the curtain. And, um, why am I telling you this? Uh, because she oh. found your community somehow. Okay, she came over for lunch the other day. And and I said, how did you ever get in the door? Because she's not a Kundalini Yogi. She's not, you know, she doesn't have the, like the standard entry. She said, I said, did you have anything with such Prakash? He has a jujitsu training center in Santa Fe. And he'll come occasionally, he'll come with a whole group of students, students of every age, any age, any color, any nationality, but he brings them and they sit there and they enjoy themselves. So she said, yeah, it was him. I, I went to the jujitsu center. It's like, who would have put two and two together to come to Gurdwara? But there she was, and you know now she's coming regularly because wow. she's getting the food of her soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Yes, exactly. Like we are so connected. Anybody who cares in any way about human body, human spirit, we are just on the same plane. You know, whether you are teaching jujitsu or you are Catholic priest or you are Kundalini yogi or you know, whatever, you're a musician. Um, well, anyway, just I can round it out by saying I went to Trader Joe's this week and I started doing this thing of there was this beautiful woman checking me out my age, you know, beautiful senior woman. Her name was Paula and she was just so positive and good natured. And as I'm finishing the checkout, I said, oh, by the way, here's one of my albums. Do you have a way of playing it? Yeah, I can play it in my car. Oh, thank you so much. So I just, just if I had anybody that I had any connection with, I just said, I've been checking out with you a while now. Here, have an album. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny you mention it. I don't you because you know what? Um, I, I went to the, my first white tantric yoga in wow. New York many years ago. And or maybe it was my second white tantric yoga. Maybe it wasn't the first. I think it was the second. Um, and there you were. And you gave me your uh, <laughs> tape. And it was the actual tape. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah and that was you know it was 10 12 years ago yeah maybe 12 13 years, i don't know but it was an actual cassette tape uh with job g 
and you're like i want you to have it you know and i had no and i was like okay i'll take it <laughs> um i had no way of playing it but i really treasured it because i felt like you didn't know who i was i never even told you this story um and there you were giving me this and i really felt like this was like a gift from god you know <laughs> or a gift from satkirin <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so it's, I think that what we're saying right now is, is that um, there are people in your sphere who will be uplifting to you and who will be in the space of, of supporting your consciousness. And that's what's so important about this particular time of our planetary existence, that all this heaviness and pressure that's happening is a synthesis and uh, like like my young friend from chile said because i said you're you are such a shining light and you're so young and you're so spot on and devoted and unflinching she said yeah oh sorry i'll leave out one part she says yes the people who are coming now are really deeply meditatively connected very high caliber Mm. Oh, could be you. Mm. Yeah. It is you. <laughs> it is you. I don't know. Okay. Uh, like uh, they're coming, you mean, to a Kundalini yoga? That they're coming into our sphere, whether it's Kundalini yoga, Sikh Dharma. Um, you know, yeah. my base is, has yeah. been Kundalini yoga and Sikh Dharma and the teachings of Yogi Bhajan. So, I mean, they're beautiful people who don't even practice Kundalini Yoga and don't practice um, Sikhi, but they resonate within this sphere of consciousness and gratitude and just recognizing the soul and the beauty of our creation. Mm -hmm. These are the people that uh, these are the people and these are the things and the spaces and the movies we can resonate with to give us that strength to find out more about where, how to live joyfully, how to live successfully and how to be happy and what books to read. And <laughs> yes, yes, what mantras yes. to do, what meditations yeah. to do. Yeah, well, last thing, um, or I mean, that doesn't have to be last thing, but I wanna know, uh, what do you have a favorite mantra? Oh dear, no, I guess I can't really say that. I might have a favorite recording, but it's for me mantras and shabads. Shabad is is also a mantra. Uh, it's just coming from the scriptures, the Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib. I just whatever works is my favorite, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and you know whatever period of life that I'm in, like being being a mother and a grandmother now, I really gravitate toward um, uh, Shabbat Hazare mm -hmm. because I do this, like so put it, I do this for family members. Um, and mm -hmm. the, other, the other thing is to give strength. Oh, is that how you use it? You can do it for the family members? Shabbat Hazare is all about yeah, it's it's it means a thousand shabbats in one, but it is about keeping connected with those you love. Mm -hmm. um, then there's 
the ones I'm currently gravitating toward is the Narayan Shabbat. The Narayan mm -hmm. Shabbat is about the merging with the cellular structure of water and reformulating and rebuilding. So, you know, people say, oh, what's happening with your, your group? Are you still happening? What happened to 3H? What happened? What happened? So, Narayan Shabbat, rebuilding, rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And rebuilding is a good process because what you're doing is making something better. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Something deteriorating, then something mm -hmm. else, a space to move into um, building, rebuilding, and doing something. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, very similar to what we were talking about, about uh, finding the right community for you, or right people. Like, I feel like pandemic allowed us to let go of the old and find new. Um, and also, actually, there was someone at the beginning of pandemic, when we were all at home, um, mm -hmm. said this um, this myth, I think it was an Irish myth about uh, there's a woman who keeps knitting, right? And she's knitting this really long scarf and creating it. And then a dog comes and he just pulls the string and unwinds everything. And it's like, what do you do, right? Oh, well, she's like, well, I'm just going to start again, right? <laughs> and even yesterday, uh, my daughter was making, uh, she's in this bracelet period making phase. So she was making bracelet and she was so happy making it, listening to music and putting the things there and stuff. And then when she went to tie it, it all fell to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. Uh, so it reminded me of um, that story of woman. Uh, and also of all these uh, mandala makers who you know who make the mandala and they work so yes 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 and then they just let it go yeah they step jump on it yeah the tibetans do that yeah, yeah. and that is that is an um a practice or an experience of non-attachment mm. you know that you actually do something fantastically beautiful or fantastically difficult and then it's gone okay <laughs> yeah 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 right it's it's a it's a special way to look at things definitely absolutely absolutely and that's something that those of us in the west who are raised with such heavy materialism it's just like you know, there's another level of existence besides that one. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you would like to share at the end? I think we've done a pretty good job. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I think we ended on a very beautiful note. Um, and for those that are searching or looking, just keep on and you'll find everybody who search right well yeah um just a little um segue into searching it's an internal process when you're ready when you allow then things come to you and i think that's probably one of the biggest lessons in the west that it's not about accumulating money or making your home more beautiful to attract people into it but just 
work on yourself make yourself more beautiful for your own your own personal satisfaction and you know follow that pathway of allowing that internal self to manifest in such a way that you can feel just fine that you don't need anything more from outside and it all can come to you just believe it and read a couple of books oh i forgot about shakti power's book okay this oh, okay okay this is really cool <clears throat> there's a lady um she's still alive she's yogi bhajan's first student mm -hmm. uh, she was senior to him by a couple of years her name is uh, shakti parwa mm -hmm. uh, p-a-r-w-h-a she her first book that she wrote she's a very literary person is the flow of eternal power hmm let's see the flow of eternal power it could be kundalini yoga the flow of eternal power so she wrote a very simple how-to book mm -hmm. you don't have to go through level one you don't have to go through level two you can just pick this book up and it's a simple guide to the yoga of awareness to it's a simple guide to kundalini yoga the yoga of awareness as taught by yogi bhajan and shakti parwa put it down beautiful simple easy reading and you can get it pretty cheap on amazon i looked mm. it up so mm. but it's great reading it really is and you know if you're searching you can even start reading the book if somebody you know is searching just give them a book you know give them that book and it's it's very comprehensive and wonderful mm -hmm. yeah. oh thank you thank you so much sure the all these wonderful books and uh, the the kriyas and meditations and conversations and wisdom thank you so yeah satkirin can be found on satkirin.com and not academy it's not dash academy.com so not has two a's n-a-a-t yes yes i'll put the link okay thank you so much harkaran zita harkaran and thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this also consider joining our patreon page for extra weekly messages to join our book club to get uh, weekly meditations or weekly kriyas. There's just so many goodies that can come your way if for a small donation, like $1 or $5 a month. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye.